Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Welcome back to the Self-Reliant Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I'm your host. This is episode 69 of the Self-Reliant Wealth Podcast, and we have a very, very special guest. This is somebody that I connected with on LinkedIn. Uh, we had a, a quick introduction call a couple of days ago, and I was just super impressed by everything that she had to offer. She spends a lot of time in the luxury real estate industry. She came from the restaurant industry, uh, believe it or not, and wanted to make a change and get out of that and got into the luxury real estate industry, works a lot with builders. So for myself included, I'm very excited for this episode because we're going to be able to learn more about that luxury industry. Being near Park City, we have a lot of um, industry-related housing that is in that higher luxury market over a million dollars, multiple millions of dollars. So there's going to be lots that'll be learned from this episode. Well, with that, we'll just bring on our guest, Candice Grams. Uh, Candice, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, David. Thank you. I appreciate being on here and I'm excited to be with you today. Um, Yeah, you're right. I have been doing luxury real estate for a very long time um, and without saying age or anything. <laughs> I've been doing real estate for 22 years now. So it is definitely um, a cycle. You know, uh, I've, I've seen so many different cycles of real estate in the last 22 years. And most of it has been high-end real estate. Although I can sell absolutely anything, whether it's to a first-time home buyer or somebody that's, you know, purchased their fifth home or their final home. Um, so yeah, it's been really exciting, interesting business to say for sure. It definitely has its ups and downs and you have such a wide variety too, um, with working with that clientele from luxury to first time, um, where, and you're remind me what location you're in. So currently I am selling in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, uh, cool. yeah, near Potomac, Potomac, Maryland, Montgomery County. Awesome. Very good. So what has that experience been like? I mean, at the beginning, you mentioned when we, we had our conversation, you talked about the restaurant industry. Maybe let's let's start there and talk about your interior design and just all the different components you have going on. Um, I think there's seriously some major gold nuggets that, that can be learned from this. You know, with all the different businesses that I've been involved in, uh, owning um, and, and just, you know, working for somebody, the commonality between all of them is, is certainly service. You know, everybody wants to feel like they're number one. It doesn't matter that you have other clients. Um, they all want to feel like they're number one and that they're the only client. So whether it was in the restaurant business or, you know, the design firm uh, or selling high-end real estate, they have to be number one. They have to feel special and, um, that's something that you have to do on a daily basis. So whether it's the first time you're meeting them or somebody that's already under contract, they really uh, expect that. 
and you know you have to go above and beyond to make sure that they're serviced um you know whether it's you having a conversation with them uh face to face whether it's uh a conversation via email it has to be personal you know it has to be um privileged uh you know and things like that so that that's something i've definitely learned through the years um my entire life you know you just really even even the first visit you have to you know really set the tone and make that person feel like they are it they are number one you are there for them uh whether they buy from you or not but you're there to help guide them to make the best decision whether your place is is right for them or not but you're there to help them make that decision that definitely makes sense i mean i, I think i've seen that quite a bit um in just my own journey but it really comes down to that relationship that relationship is the most important component of any transaction really because that person i mean they're everything. You have to treat them with the respect that they deserve. You have to help them understand that they're cared about their, um, that you are there for them. And if you don't, I mean, that's what changes their customer experience. Is there anything that you do in particular to help them feel that value or that appreciation, knowing that you're there for them? I think by being transparent, you know, right. I, I have to be, for, be there for them, but I also have to let them know that there's guidelines, you know, uh, that they have to follow as well. Um, so giving them respect means that they have to show respect as well. So it's it's twofold, you know, it has to work both ways in order for that relationship to work. Just like, you know, family members are being in a marriage, you know, you have to, it's a give and take relationship because nothing is perfect. And there's no, there's no such thing as a perfect home. Um, we're going to do our very best to try to get to that point, but there's absolutely no such thing as, as the word perfect when it comes to real estate or when it comes to building new construction, which is, which is what I do for 22 years, but I've done. And, um, you know, there's going to be times I'm going to have to say no, you know, that I have to cut them off. And again, they have to respect that and understand that. And I'm, I'm very strong in my message in the beginning when I'm doing my whole thing, my whole show, um, and it's not podcast, but <laughs> it's, it's in the real um, yeah. and it's in the now. And, and, you know, I explain all of those things that, you know, this is what's going to take place and this is when we have to cut you off and this is when you can make changes and this is when I'm going to say no. And um you know, and I have to say that frequently throughout the process, you know, if it's something that I can do, I'll make it happen. But if it's something that I can't, you have to accept the word no. And, you know, it, it just cannot happen. So again, it's, it's a back and forth relationship. It's something that is massaged throughout the relationship. When it comes to a resale, you know, that's quick, that's simple, that, that's easy. When it comes to a build, you know, I could be with these people for six months to a year or over a year. So that's a long-term relationship. It's almost like a marriage, you know, truly. It's almost yeah. like a marriage. So, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs and um, you just have to ride the wave and you ride the wave with them. And as long as the honesty is there and, and it's open, um, you know, things roll pretty well. 
Yeah, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think it comes down to just like you said, it's almost setting parameters or clear expectations up front. Cause then at that point, everybody's on the same page. You don't hit something and go, okay, this is a roadblock we weren't expecting, but you kind of inform them ahead of time. And then that way that process is a lot more fluid and it just works out easier. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's what was, you know, in, in real estate. Oh yeah. It always when, happens, right? The unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> and in construction and when you're dealing with counties and cities and, you know, if there's a, a pipe underground that you didn't know and you started digging and it's, you know, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, we, we can't continue to dig. We've, we've got to get the gas company out and, you know, this thing's out of our control. So, I mean, those things come up and of course it's always, you know, myself that has to make those phone calls. And, and I tell them that, you know, I, I'm going to deliver news, whether it's good news, bad news, you're going to get the news and it's, it's, it's going to be what it is. So, you know, bear with me and, but you're always going to get honesty and you're always going to understand what's going on. Um, you know, but it's, you know, I do different things, you know, I, I always take photos, you know, of the process and, a lot of times I'll put an album together of the complete construction process and give them a whole photo book, you know, at the end for the, for the client. And they really love that and appreciate, even though they've been out to the site, like almost every single day yep, yep. <laughs> and they're not supposed to be, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's like Christmas, it's, right? They just want to see what's going on every day, every day, every <laughs> week, you know, it's like, you can't go out there. Where's your hard hat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, I think this brings up a really good point too. You talk about these want ones, right? And they're going to happen. How do you, you personally, how do you deal with that, the mental uh, capacity and how do you work through some of those challenges? Because I mean, it can be daunting. It can be overwhelming. Um, and I think some people from the outside, they look in and go, oh man, you have everything put together. But I think we all kind of just sometimes make it through some of those things. But is there anything you do to work through that process and have the hope to get to the other side? Wine collection. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's so funny, you know, when I was, and, and this kind of relates to the, going back to the days of the restaurant business, you know, everybody thinks everything is nice and smooth and, you know, their food is delivered to their table and, and, uh, you know, they never know what goes on behind those closed doors, you know, what goes on in the kitchen. They have no clue unless you've actually worked in a restaurant or have been in the business. You know, they absolutely have no idea. And it's very similar in the construction business. They really just don't have an idea, you know, and I get the same question, you know, as soon as you have a pre-construction meeting, well, when's the house going to be built? You know, when's it going to be done? When do I settle? You know, and it's like, well, I haven't even put a, a ground, a shovel in the ground yet. You know, it, it's, I can't answer that question yet, you know, um, or if they just wrote their contract two weeks later, is, is my permit in? And no, the architect is still drawing your plans, you know, like it, these things take time. And, you know, especially the last couple of years, you know, even with COVID, there's been such a run on, on real estate, you know, as you know, I mean, it's been 
knock on wood, it's been crazy. It's been crazy great. And um, a lot of people just have no idea what goes on behind the scenes, you know, and then especially if they want all these custom requests and, you know, they want to build it, uh, you know, differently than what the plans show and they want to change this and they want to change that. Well, all of this stuff has to be drawn up, you know, and it's not just one person or one trade that it affects. It, it affects, you know, four different trades. It may affect the drywall people. It may affect the plumber. It may affect, you know, the flooring people. It may affect the cabinet company. So, you know, where it, the, the burden and, and waiting for these people to respond to us to get their pricing for the quote and then for us to put all of those pieces together you know so it could take a couple of weeks and the clients just don't understand what goes on behind the scenes or what happens at the city and that where the builder is always at the mercy of the city or the county you know and things like that and um so you know trying you know you constantly have to explain that to them, you know, because they're so excited and I, I absolutely share their excitement. But as soon as you tell them, you know, well, we're still drawing the architecturals, you know, it, it's like a Debbie Downer for them. <laughs> like, um, well, let's, let's put your soul sign, you know, you didn't come back and get your soul sign, you know, it's like trying to just reinvent the wheel every time you know they ask a question and and they're expecting their house to just you know you know, magically appear when there's still six months to go so you know it's it's a constant having to uplift the client you know and um keep them excited or you know okay go pick out you know your quartz even though quartz is a man-made product but and it's going to be consistent but you know what why don't you go to the manufacturer and you'll see how they're going to cut it, where the cuts are going to be, how it's going to be laid. It just gives them a sense of involvement um, and something to do to keep them busy and keep them involved. So it's, it's, you know, um, it's a process, I'm, right? And they're it, milestones. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a process, you know, it's, it's like raising a child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ooh, yep. they took their first step and you know ooh, they said dada and, <laughs> and ooh, yep. they're eating real food now and um you know they just started nursery school so it's it's yeah it's a process it's definitely a process yeah no that's that is so relevant and so funny that you talk about it like that because <laughs> it's it's really what it is i mean and from the the backstage view people really just don't get what goes on behind the scenes. And every time it's a very similar experience, but at the same time, each person is a little bit different. And so it's a different process and not everything's the same. So it keeps it interesting. But a lot of people go through that same journey, mm -hmm. learning that, hey, this is just gonna take a while to get it to where you wanna go. It's definitely a, I think, I think that's what makes it fun though, right? It makes it engaging for us to wanna continue to do it. And I think that's, you know, the perfect segue into the next question is what keeps you in the business? What keeps you engaged and motivated to go out and do this every day? <laughs> well, I can tell you what stopped me from the restaurant business <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> to change, to change professions. You know, I had done that for 15 years. I had owned restaurants. I had managed uh, national chains and, um, 
you know, I, I got tired of being chased into the kitchen. I mean, literally chased into the kitchen, uh, you know, for the most ridiculous things, um, you know, he does not sizzling, you know, being yelled at. And it got to a point where, um, you know, I just wanted to get away from the front of the house, you know, just the, the clientele and the customers and just hide in the kitchen and make sure the food was looking good and plating the food and, you know, more of the, the inspiration behind the plates and the designs and the food and the quality of the food, you know, that went out. Um, because I was just, you know, literally being beat up every day in the restaurant yeah. business. And, uh, and finally, I just said, I just, you know, <laughs> I just can't be chased anymore. And I just can't, you know, be beat up in, in the restaurant business. And plus, it was literally working. And my son was young at that time. And, and I just, you know, had no quality of life. Um, but, you know, it's so funny because I, I literally worked every weekend of my life and, um, and I'm still working every weekend of my <laughs> life. <laughs> but you're it having fun at it, right? <laughs> it hasn't changed. It literally hasn't changed. So, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a job ever since 15 years old to now, um, that I've ever had a job that I didn't work weekends. So uh, that's kind of like a staple in, in me that I just, I work weekends, you know, I make my other days my weekends, yeah. but I've always been involved in design and, and love design and, you know, found myself, you know, I built a quite a few homes for myself and just loved the whole process of building and um, picking everything and uh, associated with you know, interior design and, and doing things uh, professionally with interior design. Um, so it just seemed like a perfect fit for me to, you know, sell homes, um, you know, and I knew I could sell because of the fact that, you know, I had restaurants that were very successful and, and always involved in the marketing and, you know, how to change up, you know, different things and events and so forth and had a catering business called Love at First Bite. Um, that was very successful. And uh, isn't that a good name? That is a great <laughs> name. I just was actually thinking, man, that's, that is good right there. Somebody can use that now because it's no longer, you know, <laughs> that was a, that was a really long time ago. Um, so, you know, just go into, and I, I saw myself go into model homes just because, just because, you know, it was, uh, it was a hobby. It was a hobby for me. And um that one day I just decided, okay, I'm out of the restaurant business. And um, we were planning a move literally overseas at that point. And something had happened with that. And I said, well, I'm just not going back to the restaurant business. There's just no way I can do this. So I ended up going to a national builder as, um, as an assistant. And the first week that I worked as an assistant uh, to the sales manager, I sold a house on his day off. I mean, I, I just, you know, I knew the process. I saw him, you know, I literally was there for like a week and I'm like, okay, this is a no brainer. I, I can do this. It was just natural thing for me, just like designing was and, you know, owning a restaurant, being an entrepreneur. So um, I sold the house and they were like, whoa, <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. You know, he made all the money. I didn't make anything, but that's okay. I'm a team yeah, player. Right. 
And uh, so they literally promoted me like three weeks later because somebody had, had quit and I ended up taking over a community by myself that hadn't sold for months. And literally like within nine weeks, I sold nine homes. So it was like, I really can do this. That is awesome. <laughs> I really can do this. And I like doing this and, uh, and I like the money. Yep, yep. So um, yeah, it, then there it went there it went um and I just never stopped and it's 22 years later and uh I have a contract on Monday that is awesome Good <laughs> it's coming you. Monday yeah yeah and I think I mean that that goes to show you too again going back to the the idea of a process it you didn't happen overnight right you grew into that role you had the skill set you developed that skill set you were natural at it but it also took time to get to where you're at now doing higher scale homes and developments and everything else. And I think a lot of the new agents that I talk to um, pretty frequently, they're just like, well, where do I get started? Like, I want to, you know, just go out and help first time buyers, or I want to get into the luxury market or this or that. And it's like, well, you just have to start somewhere. You can't just expect to be perfect at it the first day, but you've got to go out and you've got to learn. You've got to take your three weeks and see what works for you and figure out where you fit in that process and what you like doing. Um, what advice would you give to somebody trying to pick where they want to spend their time uh, in real estate? So I think it's very different between having um, your broker's license and being out in the field and driving around and or listing homes and, and being a seller's agent or a buyer's agent or doing both and then working for a builder. I think they're completely two different entities. Um, when I represent the builder, you know, that person, myself or anybody that works for a builder, they take control. I mean, they're the ones that are writing the contracts. It's not the agency or, you know, a representative uh, from a real estate agency that um, writes any of the contracts, they can certainly bring in and we co-op with, with brokers. Um, you know, I consider them partners, um, right. have no problem doing that. And, uh, the company Warmold that I work with, you know, we, we pay our agents well that, that bring clients into us. You know, we rely on the, uh, realtor companies, um, to, to work with us and bring us clients, but, you know, we, we do the work, you know, we do the, the contracts. They don't know our process. They don't know um, our product, you know? Yeah. So we have to teach them all of that, including their clients and things like that. And, you know, it's nice if they participate in um, a pre-drywall walkthrough, you know, and um, the final walkthrough and things like that. And I certainly... Uh, email both the client and the agent throughout the process. I keep them both informed, you know, as to every step and what's happening and what's going on. So it's very different as a, um, a new agent, you know, that's just going out there, you know, not everybody, you know, even, even somebody that works for a builder, not everybody is good with every market, you know, not everybody can sell the high end market. Not everybody can sell to new home buyers. I think that a lot of people have different niches, you know, and um, I personally can sell every market. I can sell to a new home buyer. I can sell to active adult, uh, active adult communities. I've sold all of them um, in the last 22 years. I like the high-end market. Um, I, I excel 
in the in the new home market. Um, you know, a lot of times I have more than one community that I'm selling at a time, and um, which I enjoy because I love being crazy. I love being busy. I love being hectic. I love running from community to community. Um, I literally work seven days a week. Uh, you know, I just don't stop. Even if I'm not physically there on my days off, Thursday, Friday, but I'm still working. I was, you know, emailing back and forth and texting back and forth at 7.30 this morning with one of my clients. They could wait a little longer. (laughs) They don't have to hit me up at 7.30 or at 11 o'clock at night. But, you know, I'm on, I'm on. It's, you know, I'm on show. I'm, you know, it's showtime all the time for me. Um, So I think that person has to see who they feel more comfortable with, you know, if they're more of a teacher kind of person and really love to guide and, and, you know, do that kind of thing and, and teach them about this is how much your mortgage is going to be. And, and I can show you lenders and have you talk to lenders and, you know, and so that person might be really well with the, the first time home buyer, right. you know, yeah. um, if it's somebody that's right sizing, then I think they need to be more seasoned, um, you know, because this is part, this is somebody that has to not only, you know, know what they're doing, but they also have to be emotionally aware of what that person is going through. You know, it's not easy to right size, to go from this big massive home and be able to, you know, sell some of that stuff or give some of that stuff away or consign um, and, and go to a smaller place, you know, that's, that's real big. And it's, uh, traumatic for a lot of those right size buyers, you know? So I think somebody more seasoned, you know, like that, I think somebody in the high end range needs to be more seasoned too, because your marketing has to be on key. I mean, you really need to know what you're doing with marketing when it comes to the high end, because if you have a two, $3 million, $4 million uh, home that you go into the cell, you're going to be spending money on marketing. You know, you have to make that pitch to that buyer that, Hey, look, I, this is what I've been doing. I'm, I'm valuable uh, in these ways. And these are the other properties I've sold. You know, you're not going to get those kind of listings unless you've done those kind of listings. You know, I have a friend that has a $60 million listing right now. She didn't get it because she's uh, new. She's, right. you know, because she's a new agent didn't have the credibility and that's okay. I mean, I think that's what people don't realize is again, it's a process. It's a journey just because you didn't get it now. doesn't mean you can't get it tomorrow or the next day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, always learn from somebody, you know, I, I always try to surround myself with people that are, um, smarter than I am. You know, I always try to learn from, you know, even the owners of my company, you know, the Walmarts, you know, they're, they're great where when we have a conference call, I mean, they'll share the nitty gritty with me um, and the numbers and, and everything. And, and I really appreciate the fact that they do that with me um, because I understand it, I appreciate it. I, I wanna know where we are. I wanna understand the bottom line and so forth. And, and I have carte blanche and, and work with them with the marketing pieces and, and my suggestions and you know how we need to market and where I think my my target is and so forth and um, so it's great it, you know I like I said I always try to surround myself with people that have uh, been successful that are successful because you, you learn something every day 
you never stop learning, you know, whether it's a book or a podcast, you know, um, I've listened to many of your podcasts and you, know, you always learn something. You learn something from everybody every day. Don't stop learning. That's the biggest thing. Don't ever stop learning. Don't think you know it all. I love that so much. And you're exactly right. I mean, I think one of the things I've learned the most uh, throughout all the different people that I've been able to interview um, or even just experiences I've had is it's, it's the lens at which you look through because everybody has a story. Everybody has something that you can learn from them. And then the people that you surround yourself with, I heard this once and it just, it really resonated with me, but it's your network is directly tied to your net worth. And so the five people that you surround yourself with the most is who you're going to be most likely to be. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that bring you down and don't help you become the type of person you know you can be, then you're never going to get where you want to go. You've got to change that perspective. You've got to look for opportunities to learn and you've got to up scale your network by adding value to other people. And I mean, just, you know, I think about this conversation, right? You didn't know me from anybody else, but we connected on LinkedIn. We started a conversation and that led to, hey, well, let's, let's learn from each other. Let's collaborate. Let's figure out what we can do to add value. And you've got such a great story, you know, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share it because again, there's so much that I've learned. And I know that there's so much that our listeners are going to be able to, to gain from this interview as well. Um, so this is one of my, my favorite questions. And uh, this is the one that we'll, you know, end on because this takes quite a while to get through. I think everybody has <laughs> a different um, perspective on it, but it's one of my favorite questions. And that question is if you were given the news that tomorrow was going to be your last day and you were going to die, what would be your legacy? How would you, what would be the information or the ideas, one that people would want, that you would want people to remember you by, but also what advice would you leave behind saying, you know, this is what I learned from my life. This is what I took. These are the things that matter the most. One um, that immediately comes to my mind because my son left yesterday again to go to Iraq. Um, so he's in, he's in the military. But the one thing most definitely that is my biggest achievement in life was definitely my son. Um, and I can definitely say, and I will definitely be remembered always as the best mom, um, and and I certainly have the best son in the world, um, and I'm so proud of him. He is he. I could not have done a better job, and he could not have turned out to be more of the most kindest, most generous, most loving, most caring young man that he is today, and what he does to sacrifice uh, for this country is just absolutely amazing. Um, so that's definitely one, you know, definitely proud to be a mother. Uh, so that's certainly for sure. Uh, also, I think people know me that I'm very, very caring, very empathetic. Uh, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for family and friends and, and strangers. You know, I, I am the president of my HOA where I live. It's a volunteer position. Um, it's not an easy position by no means at all, but it is volunteer and it's something that I, I like giving back to the community. Uh, it's, it's mostly unappreciated position, 
but it is something that I give back to my community. Um, I have done a lot of volunteer work for charities in the past. So I think, again, people would realize and recognize the caring and the good that I've done for the community. Um, and, and for my family, you know, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for, you know, my family, my husband, my mom, my sister, my brother, you know, just my entire family. And I'll always be known as a great salesperson in this business. You know, I, I've definitely been acknowledged um, many, many times in the business. You know, it was kind of like uh, Susan Lucci, you know, with the with the Grammy Awards, you know, in one in. Um, uh, she was uh, in that soap opera. Um, and every year she was nominated, you know, nominated, nominated, nominated like 11, 12 times. And I kind of feel like her, you know, I was nominated like nine times, you know, which is great. It was great to be acknowledged and, and to go through and sit before a board of 12 judges, <laughs> which was not at all fun. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, you know, the feet tattering at the bottom underneath the table, and, you know, you're just answering these questions and trying to be as professional as possible and hoping that you're answering to the way that, you know, they want you to answer and, you know, so nominated, you know, so many times and just never won, you know, so I was kind of like Susan, Susan Lucci. <laughs> oh, man. You know, so, oh, but, you know, definitely curious. recognized, yeah, it was... <laughs> But definitely recognized in the building industry as, as one of the best. So, yeah. No, oh, that's awesome. And I, again, and a I great think it cook. Goes, and a great cook. That's right. Oh, I, I could whip it up. <laughs> I love it. But it, it goes to show you again, right? I mean, the things that matter most to you are those relationships, those relationships you've built with family and friends. And like you mentioned, strangers. I mean, those are the things that, you know, when we move on from this life, those are the things, those memories are the things that are carried on forever. That is what our legacy is. And so the, the, we have a choice how we want to show up in the world and, and how we want to be. And I think a lot of people sometimes forget that. And again, we're going to have hard days. We're going to have bad things happen. We're going to have challenges. We're going to have these moments that push us to our limits but we also have a choice to make every day a great day and to look for opportunities to look around and serve somebody around us to add value to them. And it can be as something as small as just making conversation with somebody. I mean, especially with COVID, I think a lot of that's changed so much. You can't go to the grocery store anymore and you, you walk past somebody and a lot of people are so fearful that they can't even look in the eyes. And because of that, I think it's so much easier to withdraw and when we withdraw, we become lonely. We become, you know, not the same person that we were. We need that human interaction. We need to be able to reach out and have that engagement with people. We need to have that interaction because that helps us to, again, be the best person that we can be. Um, this has been a really fun interview. And I, again, I just want to tell you, I appreciate the time that you spent as we wrap up here, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Any other thoughts or any other ideas um, that you have uh, or any other advice that you'd want to want to leave? I would just say, I, I guess on a, a last note and a last thought, you know, we were talking about um, advice for, you know, a new agent and stuff. You know, there's definitely a lot 
of potential out there and there's definitely a lot of homes out there to be sold and uh, to be listed. And if you don't feel, you know, that you're on a good team, because that's what teams are about, you know, there's great teams. I mean, I, I know in, in the Virginia and Maryland market, um, I have met so many wonderful teams, you know, with different agencies um, and they literally, they're family, you know, and if, if you don't feel like you're part of a family or part of a team, it's easy to hang your license at another, you know, brokerage firm. So, you know, that would be uh, one of my suggestions to do that. And um, come see me, you know, I'm at Wormwald Homes, Quarry Springs, Bethesda. Love it. Um, and with that, make sure to give uh, your son my best too, because he's got an amazing mom and it takes a very, very high caliber person to do what he does. And that doesn't ever go unnoticed. So make sure to let him know of my appreciation. And I want you to know that yes, being a great mom is everything. I had an amazing mom growing up and I love her so much, but it really does, you know, and that is a very, I mean, out of any achievement you could ever have, that is the highest in my opinion. Thank you. Uh, you were so welcome. So if anybody wants to connect with you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so they can, you know, certainly reach me on LinkedIn. I have, um, Candace Grams. I have a Facebook page. Um, I'm also, you know, on warmoldhomes.com. So there's a lot of different ways that they can reach me. I'm also the editor on Warmold's Facebook page. So yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook. Awesome. Okay. I'll make sure to have yeah. that in the show notes. And then um, what's the name of the interior design company that you have? Uh, Grams and Bell Interiors. Awesome. Okay. Well, Again, Candice, this has been an amazing interview. I really appreciate your time and everybody out there. Uh, remember to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action and make it a fantastic day. Thanks so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.